Has it been a while since you flipped that thermostat from heat to cool? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services before you do for an $88 AC start and check to make sure your AC is in tip-top shape. Griffith specializes in carrier, but services all brands. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today. Your local carrier expert. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Doggone dependable. The following podcast uses profanity in creative ways, and we bring up all the topics that you are warned against talking about in polite conversations. The contents herein are for entertainment purposes only. All stated opinions, views, and jokes are those of the person making them and do not necessarily reflect any business, nonprofit organization, state government, or federal government. Listener discretion is very much advised. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Utah Outcast. This is a semi-weekly progressive political and atheist-filled podcast based in the state where a cup of coffee is seen as offensive by some while a gallon of Mountain Dew isn't. That's right. This is Utah. Uh, This is episode number 104 and uh, the end of our second season of Utah Outcast, meaning we begin our third year of making shows next week. Can you Uh, believe it? Technically, this... I mean, if you want to count the two lost episodes that I, I shared one with Celia the other day, she's like, man, this is an old episode. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I don't even want to hear it. Like, no. But yeah, we, if we were counting regularly, you know, not like Roman numeral wise, but we would be past the two year mark anyway. But this should have been out last week when we were when I was gone. But I ran into fun issues of family importance. So I, I didn't really get a chance to. So I do apologize for our missing episode uh, not getting posted last week, but I, I did run into a batch of fresh hell that I'll explain later in greater detail. Okay, so here we are. This is the current events episode and the news episode where we throw headlines at you until you beg for me to stop. If you're a new listener, welcome to the show. So let's get the introductions out of the way. I'll start. I'm X and I'm your host. And uh, joining me this week for the episode are Kyle and Felicia back once again. Yay. Yeah. And also joining us for the ride this week is Zach Law from the Zachrilege cast and the Going for Two. Is it show or podcast episode? What, what, do you, what do you nomenclate that one as? Going it's for both. Two? Okay. So yeah, I mean, Zach, it's pretty much YouTube, yeah. Zach does a lot of stuff on YouTube, but it's available on, on other mediums as well. But that's where, that's where I've, I stumbled across the show. So anyway, welcome to the show. Uh, glad to have you here. Uh, what's been going on with you guys lately? Anything fun? Um, I have to move. Ah, <laughs> uh, but your cat has to move. You're just going with it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. My cat needs a new home, and he's taking me with him. <laughs> that's too bad. Uh, I, I, I've done nothing. <laughs> I mean, the most interesting part of my week was, was in two weeks. You yes. haven't done anything in two weeks. Not, not anything <laughs> terribly interesting. No. That's okay. My, my pole dancing is actually progressing, and I can like <laughs> hold myself up. Uh, I'm getting pole dancer hands where my hands don't sweat anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I just like hold on to the pole, and it's like, and I stay. Like, it's pretty <laughs> great. Um, and uh, I can do combos and stuff. It's actually like starting to turn into something. So I'm, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun. Ooh. Nice. Uh, I put together IKEA furniture today. That was my day today. Oh no! 
no, 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 no. That's adult Legos. I fucking love IKEA furniture. <laughs> like, I, I know, wish I, I, I wish I could got, get like, paid. Divorced over my first IKEA. <laughs> no, no, man. I, like, I remember when we bought our like wall unit for like the TV and the DVD players and all this stuff. Like this big uh, three yeah. gigantic fucking wall unit thing, and it was like, I'm like, I've got like two bottles of Lagunitas over here, the, the, the brown sugar, and I was like, I'm good for the night. I will, I will be doing this for three hours while I watch sci-fi and drink beer. I fucking love all uh-huh. the other Ikea stuff. So It's like a weird fetish, but we all got ours. So, <laughs> so anyway, Zach, what have you been up to, man? I, I saw that you have crossed over into the 100 episode mark with the, the Zach Village cast. I know, three digits, and I have like, you know, eight listeners and two are cast, but that's okay. <laughs> It's all good. I'm subscribed to you on YouTube. Come on now. Well, I... (laughs) You're one of the cats. Yeah. I I just do the easiest, don't mess with it, you know, Google Hangout. It automatically pops out. I can do the audio. And I was like, you know what? This week, let me do three parts. Let me do multiple tracks. And of course, last night, I'm like, you know, on Audacity, (laughs) like, what the fuck was that? That was a bad idea. So it finally did come out. Yeah, I did 100 episodes. It's I don't think I will beat having Bobby on my episode one and episode 100. I don't think I'll get 99 episodes between guests before, you know, in the yeah. future. That's something you don't think about. You're like, why would I bring somebody on again? I'm like, well, they do new things. So, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's fun. I'm actually doing another uh, yeah, interview with Sharon Frankel of uh, Happiest Humor uh, tomorrow in about 12 hours. So, yeah. Oh, sweet. It's a, it's, a, it's a booked weekend. I like to do my show during the week. So this whole weekend thing is like what? But you know, I'm out of beer. So oh my god, I wish I, I could. I try my best. Well, it is it is midnight. I've I've had a few, and uh, <laughs> I've had a quality one. The Prairie. Um, I don't know if you had any Prairie beers. They're pretty strong. Mm. Uh, the Prairie I haven't Paradise. Of, I, haven't, I haven't heard of the brand. Vanilla and coconut, and it was a 13 percent stout. Holy shit! Oh, that was my finished beer, and and by the way, they do one that's like Asian rum barrels. I really want to try that one. Is that that's count more as a barley wine? I would think. <laughs> I don't know oh, if they even sell it in close. Georgia. I don't know what the Utah rule is, but in Georgia, two <laughs> percent's the max. The thirteen percent, we're really pushing it. No, we can get barley wines like sixteen to eighteen. I think. Yeah, we don't it, have a max in the liquor store. Hell, I've got. Uh, I've got. Oh, hey. proof. Hey, Kyle. Kyle, they're opening another what, liquor. What, they're, op- they're opening another liquor store by me. Yes, Ooh, <laughs> right down I know, the road. Like the first one in like sixteen years. <laughs> Zach, oh, good old state run. <laughs> Zach, here's something you need to understand about Utah and their liquor stores. Uh, the Utah government is bleeding money because conservatives, fiscal conservatives, I guess, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, um, <laughs> the one profitable part of the government was the liquor stores. The mm-hmm. only thing making money. So in order to save money, they closed a bunch of liquor stores. <laughs> because they're state-run stores mm-hmm. that have yeah. state employees working in them. I've, yeah, I've heard right. that like, in uh, Pennsylvania. It used to be you had to go to the store and actually stand up front and tell them what you wanted. They bring it to you. Now you can actually oh. go in. Yeah, we Georgia, we're, we're getting there. Georgia's like the 49th state to actually allow breweries to sell beer. And they're, mm-hmm. it's just like, it's all about the distributors here in Georgia. It's really <laughs> bad. We're, we're really slow and they're picking up. You can actually buy, I mean, I went to Nashville and I could buy a beer at the brewery and I go to Georgia and you're like, you have to do a 
sure. Did you get X <laughs> oh. amount? Of, we get thirty six ounces of beer, which is why they, they give you a lot of drink tickets. They're like, yeah, you're supposed to get four ounces per four, but you get like eh, more than that. But it's, <laughs> it, it is a little lower restrictive here, but it's it's stepping up. It, there, there's there's quality stuff here. There's quality stuff everywhere, which is great because you're a beer connoisseur. Oh man, snob. It is a, a golden age of beer right now. Breweries <laughs> now than like the 19th century where they couldn't really ship anywhere, so you had to be local. Yeah, the only thing that we need, the only thing that we need is um, craft breweries are almost, and this is like 98 percent of craft breweries are white guys with beards. That's not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Literally true. And so we really need more diversity because that will make better beer. <laughs> like that's just more creativity. I like, only get just... more people. I feel yeah, like white people. guys with beards are like 98% of atheist podcasting, too. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much You're true. You're in the 2%. Like, Enjoy. Yeah. 50% I, of this I, panel yeah. tonight. <laughs> I just, I, I long, yeah, I long for the day where I could say, I only drink beer that's brewed by the the non-gender binary LGBT <laughs> black guys. <laughs> Black persons. <laughs> the bl- you said non non binary. Non binary gender persons, gender human per- persons is fine. Persons is fine. Yeah. Persons is fine. I and love she- the beer that they make. <laughs> yes. <laughs> as long as you know the pronoun of the beer you're drinking, you're fine. Okay. Exactly. And wine is female. Yes. I'm oh, I, I'm taking this one for women. I'm taking wine for women. Like <laughs> we get this one, I, Felicia. That's not really like getting on a cross for anything though, because it's usually women. <laughs> I need my wine. <laughs> I don't know why that's a thing. Like yeah, why, why, Grant, Grant Larimer yeah. would not let that set. He'd be like, no, I want my would. wine too. No, <laughs> like talk to any chef, and chefs are like mostly men still even though it's like slowly closing that gap i i I think it's an american (laughs) thing more than anything because in the rest of the world wine is like a beverage for dinner hi this is dan ryan and matt with the godless revolution podcast we've had a lot of great guests on this show such as russell glasser dan errol brian fields david silverman doug mesner aka lucian greaves and joey kirkman whom we love a lot we've also had a lot of really cool local guests we're a podcast that likes to fight for the separation of church and state and against anti-skepticism of all kinds you should give us a listen because if you don't you're gonna be really sad make your ears happy listen to the godless revolution podcast all right this first article that we have for news you missed this week is uh (laughs) my god I can't believe how the the way the way this world is going right now, especially Turkey. Turkey used to be a pretty fucking all right place, according to a lot of the military folk that I know. Uh, it's not that's that way anymore because <laughs> uh, they are no longer going to be teaching evolution in their high school classrooms in Turkey anymore, and so this puts them squarely behind the United States. Cyprus is ahead of us, in, you know the uh, they did a survey where they tried to see. Uh, how many people can understand the concept of evolution and uh, Turkey is such a hard concept to understand too. About about 23% of the country uh, think that evolution is true. And then about another like 15% go, I'm not sure. But then you have like a, Oh, I don't know. Like 50% of the country thinks that uh, evolution is false. 
So what are you going to do to fix this education problem? Oh, I don't know. How about we, uh, how about we just stop teaching it all together? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. So anyway, mm. the, the United States is way near the bottom of this list. Uh, I'll try to see if I can get you guys a link to the, uh, to the infographic this year, but we're, we're like next to last year. I mean, this isn't all countries, yeah. but this is the one that they, this is just a, a sample study that they did out there. Of course, the cool countries at the very top, Iceland, Denmark, Sweden, France, Japan, United Kingdom, Norway, Belgium, Spain, Germany, Italy, Netherlands, blah, 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 blah. Even Czech Republic's way ahead of us. Estonia is ahead of us. God. It. The it, everybody in Europe is ahead of. We us. should be embarrassed when we're behind Estonia in anything. You guys, hey, you Estonia guys. does great in the Euro, in the Eurovision every year. I love listening to that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I used to be so proud of being an American. I love our constitution. I think it's absolutely brilliant. I I love uh, the ideals that our country was founded on. I think, oh my God, we've done so such amazing things. You remember that Canada video? You guys are already great. And like they listed all the great things America has done. And they're right. Mm-hmm. Like 20 plus years ago. <laughs> Not feeling super proud right now. Right like around the Reagan era. Right around there. Yep. <laughs> That's when mm-hmm. things decided to kind of go fucking wonky. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so anyway, Turkey has now removed evolution from the nation's science classes entirely. And this is the quotation here it says Darwin's theory of evolution has been excluded from the most recent draft of Turkey's new national curriculum, which will be released following the Aid El Fitir holiday. The head of the <laughs> education ministry's curriculum board, Alapasan Durmas. What? What? I have a question. They call it mm-hmm. Darwin's theory of evolution. Yes. I mean, he was one of the first but i mean he it actually wasn't his theory of evolution it was his hypothesis right of evolution by natural selection which he presented with a co- uh, contemporary and a friend of his mm-hmm. and i always forget his name i feel really bad because he came up with the same idea separately because of completely yeah. different things presented it together it's not darwin this is science not, yeah this is science's theory because mm-hmm. now it's a theory it's science's right. theory of evolution all biology Hell, I mean, yeah, yeah, Dar- Darwin, yeah, Darwin well, doesn't own it. Field science actually can like confirm yeah. evolution. Mm-hmm. Like, eh, like, can we stop being like that one guy? Because like that's how they're like Darwin. Then they like yeah. just attack Darwin as if he's the pillar of it. It's like no, somebody else would have and right. did figure this the fuck out already. Gregor Mendel, a Catholic fucking priest, mm-hmm. confirmed it because he found this. Genetics. He found genes. He found genetics. Yeah. Like, oh my god. Also a contemporary didn't know Darwin. Mm-hmm. Like, it just blows my mind that we're still like, nah, it's just that one guy, right? And, <laughs> and that's what they It wasn't just that one guy. It's everything. Yep. It's such an established theory that is I mean, I mean, we know more about evolution than we do goddamn gravity, and nobody's like, gravity's just a theory. Like, you're like, no, yeah, no, go ahead and just jump off. jump off that roof, please. Please, please prove me wrong, creationist. Please, just and go and... People <laughs> act like it's something that he came up with in the 19th century and hasn't changed. Yeah, yeah. Well, Science Although, changes you know, when they find more evidence in their favor. So yeah. the version of evolution that he came up with is not the version of evolution we have now. No, that's no, what not, science well, is. That's yeah. not what religion is. Religion is, oh, this dude said this thing and we're good. Science is, hey, let's find let's find this wrong. If we don't, okay, we're good. And they right. keep trying. Let's revise this. Let's make it work. Right. You know? 
Although, you know, I do have to applaud the people who are really sticking to it and they don't believe in the theory of evolution and they, they think germ theory is just a theory. So, <laughs> you know, fuck those vaccinations. Yeah, and that's unfortunately a lot of I mean, people on the far left and it's just it's like <laughs> And you want to know why They're you're not jumping off that roof? It. You want to know why you're not jumping off that roof when you're just trying, like, somebody's like, disprove gravity, jump off a roof. You know why you don't? Because goddamn evolution. That's why, because you can establish patterns because your brain evolved to be really good at establishing patterns that when people <laughs> jump off roofs, they fucking die, and you have evolved an instinct for survival. <laughs> so the the head of the education ministry said the following, quote, we have excluded controversial subjects for students at an age unable yet to understand the issue's scientific background. Are you kidding me? I'm <laughs> I'm teaching this to a four-year-old it's right now. It's not that hard. It's I'm not teaching hard. this to a four-year-old. And Things he's like, yeah, that makes change sense. over time. <laughs> yeah. I let my kids watch me when I make a uh, beer and stuff, and I, I use that as mm-hmm. science lessons. I'm like, look, microbiology, and it changes mm-hmm. over time. They eat the sugar. They poop alcohol. <laughs> it's not a difficult thing like kids are like yeah things change over time all right that makes sense i don't look like my grandma there we go that that kind of pisses me off they're really they're really not giving kids credit their kids are smart no they're trying no they have this they have the same fucking brain you do that, that okay here's what they're doing is they're going if kids learn this early then they will be able to grasp more of it later mm-hmm. if they understand yeah. it early then they'll be able to build on it later but if we teach them later they're far less likely to accept it oh so That's guess guess where they are like. guess when they are going to be teaching this stuff College? yeah Never. as the students in ninth grade are not endowed with the antecedents to discuss the origin of life and evolution section in biology class this section no. will be delayed until undergraduate study Oh, the education no, ministry. no, ninth graders absolutely are capable of this. Are you shitting me? Ninth graders are going to have some of the best questions for this shit, actually. Ninth and, graders well, yeah, they're going to have a lot of questions. But... Oh. <laughs> and this is being endorsed by the President Erdogan, of course. Uh, oh, fuck you, God, he's a Because a, a, a stupid electorate is one that you can easily control. Case in point, mm. America. You know? And when do they make kids memorize the Quran? Pretty young age, right? Yeah, pretty young. So, uh, one person but they don't that, understand it; they just memorize. One person that can't be happier about this. Well, that's that can be same, said the same about all Christians that you know yeah. he learned the Bible really well. He learned the Bible, but like, does he understand where it came from? Does he understand? Does this person understand who wrote the Bible? What stories no. they came from? <laughs> no, 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 no. They don't know any of that shit. God said Jesus it. wrote the Bible. No, man, there were people understand. that. I used to think that the Bible was written by God. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what everybody says. So. Yeah, I mean, it's just like you think about it and you're like, this book that I'm holding was told to somebody by God. And I'm like, whoa, as a little kid, I'm like, that's cool. And then you start learning a little bit more and you're like, mm, that's stupid. <laughs> they said, Felicia, don't question the word of God. And I went, why? <laughs> So, yeah. one person that can't be happier about this whole chain of events is Adnan Akhtar. He is a Turkish creationist who has long promoted his brand of anti-science. Uh, and they haven't seen a link connecting this guy to the p- a p- particular policy decision. 
But don't be surprised if there wasn't one because this guy's crazy. So <laughs> that's too bad because he's got an awesome name. You know what's his name Adnan again? Akhtar. I feel like Adnan Adnan Akhtar. Akhtar. That's a cool name. <laughs> yeah, it is. It could be a hero in a fantasy novel. It really could be. You know what? I want Turkey to go back to making like shitty sci-fi movies. I want them to make more of those because the 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 Star Wars that they made was fucking amazing. <laughs> or whatever they called it. Oh, it was terrible, but it was amazing. <laughs> Star Battle. Has it been on Gam yet? Akhtar no. Wars. <laughs> no, it's not a... Oh, God, what was the, the movie with the Muslims where the, they had the, the Batman fighting scene and there was like... Was it Vultures of Horrors? No, no, Vultures no. of Horror is the, is the, the one with the, the, the African the folk in it. The and, and the, yeah. Man, Vultures of Horror made no fucking sense. <laughs> <laughs> but we digress. Star well, that was our Adam. We're joined now by the leader of Britain First, Paul Golding. Welcome to the Daily Politics. Afternoon. You saw yourself as a patriotic political party and a street defence organisation, which, I mean, you're basically a vigilante group, aren't you? No, we're not a vigilante group. As I said, we're a street defence organisation. We go out there and we oppose radical extremists, uh, Muslim extremists. We're out there uh, highlighting things like female genital mutilation, uh, the Muslim patrols in East London, uh, the complete non-action by the Muslim community to highlight things like Muslim grooming gangs. You look like vigilantes on that film. Darren Osborne. Uh, if anybody knows who that guy's name is, uh, he's the the Finsbury Park mosque attacker uh, is a white Christian terrorist. And we need to start labeling these people as such. Yeah, um, he is a supporter of the far right Britain first party, which, you know, thanks to Trump being absconded to the, the high throne of the Americas here, he now is doing the whole America first kind of thing. So, yeah, we have nationalism to look forward to. Wait, I mean, it's already here. Day? What's is that? this the guy that shot the Republicans? No, 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 oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Okay. This is the guy that drove his like delivery van into a bunch of people oh, leaving a mosque yeah. in England. So. That oh yeah, that terrorist motherfucker. So the yeah. driver of the van that plowed into pedestrians near a mosque in North London is being named as Darren Osborne, forty-seven, and he's a resident of Cardiff in Wales. Which how oh. the, why dude? You're like from one of the cool towns in the UK. What the fuck? <laughs> With your like long, long fucking street signs where you can barely say the name of the fucking road that you're on. <laughs> Kate knows mostly one color and gender. Welsh is weird, man. <laughs> uh, so one man died in the attack and 10 people were injured in the assault, uh, which is the latest in a series of terror attacks that hit the UK this year. And don't get it shook. This was a fucking terrorist attack. This is a guy yeah. that is trying to, it is targeting specifically one type of person. You know, the. The thing that happened on London Bridge, that was a terror attack because it was Muslims yeah. attacking non-Muslims. Now we have a white guy, white Christian guy attacking Muslims, Muslims. particularly. So we have it. He's a terrorist. We need to update our fucking laws about what you can consider terrorist because they have no problem calling this guy a terrorist over in England. But over here in America, we'd probably call him. My well, uncle. I mean, <laughs> the, UK is, the UK is darkly familiar with uh, white Christian terrorism. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're yeah, they're true. very familiar. So you look at the mm. the attack that happened at the London Bridge, and everybody, and a lot of people in America were just clutching at their pearls, like, "Oh Lordy, what are we gonna do against this scare oh of the God. Muslims and stuff?" And you just my look. coworkers, <laughs> my coworkers sat there and said, "If he'd been in America, this he would have been shot." And I'm like, "If he was in America, he would have had a gun and killed like twenty yeah. more people." Just look at Pulse. As much as I hate to bring yeah. that up, just look what happened at Pulse. Yeah. So. Mm. Anyway, no, but if they'd had a gun, 
I know. I don't right? know. So witnesses to this horrific quick response too. Uh, the witnesses to the horrific attack report that Osborne made his motivation clear by screing, quote, I'm going to kill all Muslims as he oh, was doing this. Wow. So. That was that was useful and convenient. Uh, thank you. No, he thank gave us motive. There you go. <laughs> kind of failed. What is he? He was about a billion short, huh? And so Man. the the, the people that he's atheist. No, wait, never mind. sorry the people that he's supporting here uh the the far right Britain first party say that their mission statement like the 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 mission statement for their party says we will restore Christianity as the bedrock and foundation of our national life as it has been for the last one thousand years. One thousand years, really? One thousand years? Are you sure? The quality, uh, British <laughs> accent there. Just no, that, was, that was bad. I was. I, 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 I've I've been reading a lot of Harry Potter to the kids, and so my my British is tapped out tonight. So. You notice how like England set up their state church, and then all of a sudden it became a much more secular country, atheist country. <laughs> yeah, like oh, maybe we maybe in America we do need an official church because that'd be awesome. Because everybody would be like, wait a second, it's this is a fucking or, joke. You know, <laughs> if they pick one church for the U.S., it'd probably be something really dumb like Mormonism. Yeah. Oh okay. God. You guys, that, yeah, is it, the um, most, that is the most American religion. It really is. <laughs> it really is. When they had wooden submarines in 600 BC, that was awesome. <laughs> it's got Jesus in America. Like, Jesus mm-hmm. came to America. Like, they're like, like that religion foot. is like, America. <laughs> yeah, that religion's all about it. Like, that religion ah, makes us God. special. Sorry. One, bunch of shysters. Yeah, it's all lies. Like, really obvious ones. ones, too. So really let's see. Uh, describing the attack, Hussein Ali told uh, the news.com.au that Osborne chose to get as much casualties as possible. He came at exactly at the time as much people to get as much people as he wanted. And the Guardian states that regulars at the Hollybush pub close to his home told everyone how he became drunk on Saturday night. And then one of them said he got chucked out as he was so drunk. He was cursing Muslims and saying that he would do some damage. Yeah, you know what's funny? Um, us atheists are real critical of religion, generally. Mm-hmm. Like, generally yeah. not a fan. Well, just about everything, um, though. <laughs> yeah, just about everything. But it's weird how we're never like, hey, now go kill everyone who believes it. Like all, like all of them. Hey, we're what, just like, what's what's like, the worst? Know? What's the worst that you know you've been so far fucking drunk where you're like. What's the worst idea you've had as an atheist when you're super drunk? Is like, I'm gonna drink, drink more. some more. I'm gonna drink. Yeah, exactly. Drink I'm gonna more. record a podcast episode. <laughs> yeah. I'm, gonna be, I'm gonna be so cogent. I am gonna. I, no, I think I, I think I think my worst, <laughs> my worst, most drunk, angry atheist moment was. I think I'm gonna go piss on a church. That was. <laughs> that, was that was it. That was like the height of. I've had like of, fantasies of like yeah, like having sex in a church, but not like getting caught. You know, yeah. just like <laughs> like. My my, it's my awkward, deepest... By the way, just so you know, it's really awkward. Funny. Yeah, because yeah. everybody's like staring at you from the pews. It's just weird. <laughs> the the echoing the echoing is is awful yeah the crying baby just kills your boner immediately oh every time that's a that's yeah. definitely a utah Thank thing for people that don't know that like <laughs> no i mean like in, in the chapel in mormon churches like they're not discouraged from having their babies and kids with them like every baptist church i went to as a kid growing up it 
there was like a nursery and Sunday school where you'd send the kids off to while oh the God, parents the did their church. worship services. So yeah, the Catholic the church had like a room. The Catholic church had a room with like toys and books, not even religious books, just like coloring. Yeah, I'm not, books I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Going going to the uh, the Sunday school was pretty fucking rad because <laughs> they had cool toys that I didn't have at home. So anyway, this uh, I was gonna say my my heavily drunk atheist moment was deciding that I was better at HTML when I was drunk than I was in real life. Ooh. I Kyle oh, Kyle Kyle doesn't remember. There was like one time where the where the website where we both writ, wrote on for quite a while just went out of service for like three days, and I'm like, huh, I fucked up big time. I've known some shitty atheists who do shitty things when they're don't, drunk. Don't program but, drunk. <laughs> yeah, don't program drunk. I've known some shitty atheists who do some shitty things when they're drunk, like sticking their face in a dog's face and the dog oh, yeah. growls and they're like ah! <laughs> like keep fucking with the dog or so like you or like they start a fight with somebody or like you know like they do I got groped a couple times things. but <laughs> but like I've never seen them be like I'm gonna kill everyone within a group <laughs> I've seen them be like I'll fight you okay so I'll it, fight you it gets even worse that the, the Metro police reported that Osborne uh, is currently being held on suspicion of the commission preparation and instigation of terrorism, including murder and attempted murder. So anyway, at the time of his arrest, while waiting in a police van, Osborne was blowing kisses to the fucking angry crowd surrounding him. God, what a piece of shit. Well, the thing is, the crowd wanted to tear him limb from limb. Like they were pulled him out of the van and they were about to fucking draw and quarter him like on the spot. But the thing is, the imam, imam from that, like, from that mosque like him and like one other guy that's another imam there stepped in and saved this guy's life god damn that is how humanity is done in in the Mm -hmm. face of their group being attacked they had the fucking clear heads i'm not saying that all religious people do this way but some people have enough fucking conviction in their beliefs where they would go like yeah no this is not good guys we don't do it this way you know i hope i hope that if I, and I hope that I'm never faced with this situation, but if I am ever faced with a terrorist situation like this and my violent urges want to come out, that I am able to say no and be better than my violent urges. I, I hope that I am. I really do. Yeah, you don't have that toxic mess, like the, the uh, no. not masculinity, but the, uh, the, the testosterone coursing through Toss. your veins. Where toxic yeah. I got plenty of testosterone. Oh, I, I'm like, just saying that, like, general, I've got plenty. Some, like, I, I, I view myself as a pretty level headed guy most of the time, but even sometimes I catch myself doing dude bro shit and I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, 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 I don't have uh, the expectations of violence that men have to deal with. And that's true. Um, Men are culturally expected to be more violent. We're expected to chimp out every once in a while. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But if we look at female chimps, they can be pretty violent too. And humans, human females can be intensely violent given the opportunity. (laughs) So, uh, especially if they, if people don't know that it's that they're if it uh, if women are anonymous in their cruelty and violence, that's when they shine <laughs> terrifyingly. Hey everybody, so, uh, Google Travis the Chimp. Just Google that one. That that'll be fun <laughs> for you. <laughs> too soon. Never too soon for a chimp eating a face. But, <laughs> no. Oh God, no. God. 
and her hands but apparently it, too. <laughs> oh, and her, and her genitals. Yeah, and eyeball. Yeah. Yeah, they go for the face. Like the chimps are fucking crazy. Don't no, don't cross the chimp, dude. <laughs> no, no, Bo. They're very different. They'll just fuck you to death. No, like, really nice They'll about it. You'd be like, oh, yeah, they fuck you for fun. It's like, hello. <laughs> yeah, but nobles think it's great. They're like, I'm, I'm just gonna put like their general affection. I'm just like gonna a, put that in there. Yeah, I'm just gonna okay. do that. Do you like that? Is that okay? They won't ask for consent. <laughs> they no, they don't. So but anyway. They don't have- rape like chimps do they, no but they, t- bonobos t- don't have rape like chimps since do. we're talking bonobos here let's let's finish it up with uh prime minister Theresa may who as much as i think she's a terrible fucking pm for for england she's at, awful at least she had some sort of nice oh. words to say like like i would hope that in the face of some sort of shit like this happening in america trump would you know be able to say a, a cogent sentence no, to somebody he wouldn't no, he, no, wouldn't, he, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. But he's. Up the next but she said that hatred and evil of this kind will never succeed. So. Uh, oh, that's sweet. That is actually a sweet thing to say. Now mm-hmm. she needs to fucking step down because that's not how Parliament <laughs> works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. T. T. A U.S. district court judge said uh, the other day that giant Christian crosses on city property in Pensacola, Florida, are unconstitutional. Yeah, accurate. No mm-hmm. fucking duh. <laughs> yeah, like I that that one's easy. Like you don't have to be a lawyer to go. Uh huh. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So That's the a thing clear is, endorsement. Yeah, clear endorsement. Like. So this marks a major step in resolving a more than 50-year-old violation of the law. So to give a little bit of background on this case, in June of 2015, David Suhor uh, contacted Pensacola officials to get more information about the cross, giving them a chance to take care of the problem on their own. But they didn't want to meet with them, and they couldn't tell them what group was was responsible for putting up the cross in the first place. So he... uh, he contacted the AHA and he contacted the FFRF and they sent letters to city officials saying that the cross has got to go. And it says here in the letter, by prominently displaying a Christian cross at Bayview, a public park, the city is promoting Christianity all over, over other all religions and religion over non-religion. Hell, it's even promoting certain Christian religions over others because some Christian religions go, Oh, we don't like the symbol that our savior was tortured and died on. Which, okay, fair point. Fair point, well made. <laughs> yeah. So, Pensacola, being stupid as hell, uh, never responded to any of the letters that were sent to them. <laughs> and when the FFRF sends you a letter, you better fucking answer it <laughs> because yeah, they only that would take be a cases good idea. They can win. Yeah, mm-hmm. they only take cases they yeah, can win. Yeah, Andrew Seidel knows what the fuck he is doing. Yeah, he <laughs> he's does. a smart man. <laughs> Uh, he's a fun guy to follow on Twitter, too. You should really follow him because he gets in, like, Ken Ham's ass every once in a while. <laughs> Boy, it's fun to watch. So, in 2016, uh, the AHA and the FFRF filed a joint lawsuit against the city because that's the next step when these guys don't listen. Uh, federal courts have made abundantly clear that the government's display of a Christian cross on public land violates the Establishment Clause of the First Amendment, said Monica Miller from the uh, AH, the Apigonami Humanist Legal Center. This cross is a clear and exclusionary message of government preference for Christianity over all other religions. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, 
It says Pensacola's cross is a clear violation of the separation of church and state. A Christian cross on display marginalizes the growing number of non-Christian Americans while wasting taxpayer dollars on maintaining a divisive display. So, oh, they were supposed to maintain it. Oh, fuck you. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So, this case has well, been like working. Clean as- it? Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, they've been working on this through the court system, and the attorneys for the city finally responded to the initial complaint in August of last year, and their rebuttals raised a lot of eyebrows so just the original lawsuit made clear what the problem was with the monument by saying the predominant and nearly exclusive use of Bayview's cross has been for religious activity and the city officials responded by saying they didn't see it that way and it says that denied religious activity is not the exclusive use of the cross the cross has a secular purpose no it doesn't what so it says, they said, i.e., to mark an annual community service attended by thousands of people and participated in by civic, government, and military leaders, local schools, law enforcement, Boy Scouts, blah, 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 at which the Easter holiday was observed and flowers were laid at a cross, often in times of war, in memory of those who had suffered and de- died defending this country. That doesn't make it better. We're 100% <laughs> Christian. Except for, except for if you go to. Uh, Arlington Cemetery, they don't put a cross on every grave. Nope. They put the religious symbol of preference. And I think that they're moving into non-religious symbols as well. Like they're, yeah, you can, yeah, you you can get a gravestone. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can get a gravestone mm-hmm. with the like atomic symbol on it. So, so yeah. yeah. So like and- even Arlington Cemetery isn't like, oh yeah, the cross has a secular purpose. Like the Arlington Cemetery, a government institution, is like, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> you can't take go fuck yourself so, so him at meta like the, here says right sorry, really no go ahead really quick that's exactly oh state the trooper the state troopers oh, and yeah. the crosses marking the death now i understand wanting to mark the places of death for state troopers i think that's important but they claimed that the crosses had secular meaning <laughs> clearly not yeah clearly yeah. not at all <laughs> and him here says that yeah right somehow a memorial to our war veterans just happened to be built in the shape of a christian cross don't connect the dots because this is totally not about jesus even though everyone celebrates easter there <laughs> I, I love his writing so uh the city has been put on notice repeatedly the bayview cross amounts to unconstitutional government endorsement of a religion and it makes non-christian residents feel excluded from the community and yeah okay Uh so the city responded to that line and it said admitted the city has received complaints about the cross denied that a cross is a government endorsement of religion denied that a reasonable observer aware of the history and all other pertinent facts relating to the display would view the cross as a government endorsement of religion it's a fucking cross it's not a lowercase t (laughs) (laughs) what yeah what 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 if, if you wait, you have to. OK, <laughs> if you have lived here for forever and your family has lived here for forever, then you totally know it has nothing to do with Christianity. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. You Go to, fuck yourself. You have to know the inside story of this cross. It has it it's means something joke. else. It's, it's inside <laughs> joke. It's like a running thing. Have you watched Archer? You know, to be completely honest, that sounds like the kind of running joke that atheists would do. (laughs) 
Do you want Christians? Because this is how you get Christians. <laughs> I wonder if this is the same. There's one when I drive up to a Chattanooga, there's a giant cross like on uh, 75 in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. No, it's probably not on public land, but it's right next to the interstate, and it's just like, like seriously, like I just don't understand why, why they venerate a torture device. You know what's <laughs> great? Don't know. It you know should be great? a guillotine or a gun. You yeah. know what's great though is that yes. uh, most historians and archaeologists now agree that it wasn't a T-shaped crucifixion; it was an yeah. X-shape because. Yeah. Like, this doesn't make any sense. This makes sense. This, like, your leg. At, when do people make T shapes? Like, how are you going to, like, that, the, the complexity of strapping somebody to it? Because, like, even if you nail them in, like, even through their wrist, that's not going to hold a person in a T shape. Like, their whole body is centered into one place. An X shape makes a whole very, sorry, this is super dark. Um, but what kind of shape? An X shape. An X shape. Yes. Do it again. Wait. Think. Think the Truvian man. Think Da Vinci's the Truvian man. Are we make an X shape, not a T shape? And like the X shape would be far more forgiving and way less labor intensive and like engineering mm-hmm. and like, ah shit, this arm fell. And, like, okay, how do we like <laughs> oh fuck, the whole thing came down. Ah, like no, like an X shape just makes sense. Like <laughs> and so, like, yeah, most most historians agree now it was an X shape. It wasn't even a T. <laughs> like, it's not even a thing. It wasn't even a thing for even for the Romans. So there's not even this much <laughs> history involved in no. the Bible or not any of that. Even, no. Not even little. I mean, you could investigate it for five minutes and go, yeah, that's not that doesn't work. So, what a crock of shit. Nobody does. <laughs> they don't have it to. is. The Bible is to history what truffle oil is to actual truffles. And if, <laughs> there, yeah, if, you, if you like cooking, you know why that's funny. It's because they're in truffle oil. There is no truffle. Mm-hmm. It tastes oh. like truffle. It tastes like truffle. It does. Uh, even, even expert chefs can't tell the difference. But there is no, <laughs> there is no truffle. Hey. Meaning... <laughs> There's there's is history sounding ish things in the Bible, but it ain't history. <laughs> All I'm gonna say is that white truffle oil on popcorn is fucking amazing. <laughs> Do you have truffle and oil no and alcohol. good beer and alcohol in Utah? I might have to move. Sounds pretty good. <laughs> Salt Lake you is can... pretty fucking rad. I'm not, I'm just gonna Dude. say. <laughs> yeah. Salt Lake has not three point two percent anymore. No, well, sorry, uh, that's. It's that way for a a little bit longer because yeah, Oklahoma hasn't you know solidified their moving away from three two. So once they do, we're gonna be forced to. <laughs> so there's nothing this state hates more than being fucking dragged into the 21st century. <laughs> I don't know. I just drank a 13 percent beer from Oklahoma, so Oklahoma's so, good by my side. So luckily. Uh, the judge, uh, Roger Venison, relied on legal precedent and has already ruled against similar crosses. Uh, there's mm-hmm. no secular purpose to them, he noted, and the mayor of the city certainly didn't help his case. And this is what <laughs> the judge said here. The, the mayor has said that he does not want the cross taken down specifically because he hopes there will, quote, always be a place for religion in the public square. No. What the <laughs> fuck are you saying, man? <laughs> yeah, there... I mean, literally, yes, but not like dominating it. That's the <laughs> fucking point. 
the shit fuck but the funny thing is like the mayor the mayor said this and that is an admission that the cross has been sustained on this property for a religious purpose <laughs> it's just, yeah that's it's like donald trump saying oh i fired the guy because i thought i thought that would help him make the investigation better <laughs> i hope that would stop the investigation that's <laughs> you fucking idiot <laughs> So anyway, it's just nice that uh, we finally have a, a a win. We need atheists needed a win this week because we it's been oh my god, it's been a long eight months since the orange one has come into power. <laughs> it's only been six months since he's come into power, but since but, he won oh, the election, I'm saying. Oh that, god. Oh yeah. Yeah, we we thank goodness that we have such a strong court system. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, we We're drank strong heavily. alcohol system. Yeah, we drank heavily <laughs> upon his winning. <laughs> Without booze. I drank so much. I drank so much and it didn't it didn't make it better. I finished I mean I think I don't I don't know that it would have been better without it. I, I don't know. I think <laughs> the drinking was probably the best choice because I slept finally. <laughs> <laughs> I think I must have finished like almost uh, two liters of like vodka within like a three week period after he won. But Anyway, Boo, we booze and Xanax, booze and Xanax. So I highly recommend it. Glad we had the win. That's all I'm saying. Is I'm I'm happy that you know we could finally go. Yeah, motherfuckers. Yeah, we won. <laughs> I have brought tremendous experience and have tremendous tentacles and commitment to this community. We have Zach Law with us, who happens to be a resident of Georgia, specifically See. in the sixth district where. We had Karen Handel go against John Ossoff this last week. Mm. And I have never yeah, well, watched like local elections as fucking hard as I have <laughs> since Trump's come into power. Yeah, and, what the fuck happened there? Come on. Okay, so what let, the let's... What fuck happened there? We have a very it. Republican district that was gerrymandered to be so. It's not going to last forever, though. They, they don't realize that, you know, that it's not going to... And sadly... There were some polls that said that he had the lead, but I just did not believe it. I really thought for him to win, he had to win on the initial because the first yeah, election he they to, had, yeah, he needed was, to win. He was like the only Democrat, and there were a bunch of Republicans, so they split the field. And sadly, if you don't get fifty percent, you're out. And he got like forty nine, which is the exact same amount he got at the end. Mm-hmm. And Kara Handel said not only that people don't deserve a living wage, she said that gay people want to adopt shouldn't be able to adopt it doesn't matter because it's georgia uh, of which <laughs> they have uh they have they have said that in uh texas that gay people can be turned away from adopting now which is sad enough its own regard but i mean i mean it's a it's a definite backlash against the gay marriage being passed and now that the republicans cheated and got an extra you know, supreme court guy even in, i mean even in Christian dominated Renaissance Florence, they had the concept of gay people being married ish. Like it wasn't like an official state recognized marriage, but it was like marriage. It wasn't a Catholic marriage, but their families treated them as if they were married. And they like, Mm -hmm. I mean, like Renaissance Florence had this Mm -hmm. shit figured out. And that's not even like pre like that's not even pre-Christian Rome where they totally did have gay marriage recognized by the state. No, it's just like Renaissance. I was looking for I was looking for a fan real quick because that just reminded me of uh, Vittorio the Vampire from (laughs) Anne Rice. 
Lordy, you want some sex oh. happening, man. That's a very, <laughs> there's a lot of Florence fucking going on in that book. Same sex as well. well and that I'll just say Karen Handel's name and that'll be the end. Yeah. Because that, uh, they made a big, uh, like the Republicans were trying to say, hey, we elected a woman for the first time. And of course, her being so super Christian fundamentalist, I'm like, are you read First Timothy where they say women should not lead? So you obviously don't oh, believe that crap. No. You're <laughs> oh, the, Only the, the stuff that people listen religion. to. This is what I've said a million times. The Bible was never designed to be the arbiter. The Bible was designed for people to be able to use it as a tool. Preachers to use it as a tool. It was decided on by by leaders. Yeah, it how was decided they, on by how pissed they got when people learned how to read. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. They, yeah, they were assuming it wasn't in Latin anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like the the Council of Nicaea were a bunch of men in power mm-hmm. going, okay, what's the most useful? Like that's what they did. So the Bible was never supposed to be. You live this by its book the bible the religion follows culture religion follows culture that's how it was that's how the bible was decided upon and that's how it's been used ever since it is absolutely arbitrary to be like yeah but the bible disagrees with you because nobody gives a fuck that's not how religion has ever been practiced ever <laughs> yeah the people who wrote it and the people who originally read it it was not they didn't take it literally no, no. now we try to take but they only take parts of it literally. They can't take it all. Away, yeah. but then, the part but where you we... can't eat shellfish, you, you know, the the buffet. Oh, oh wait, but, ah, but Paul had no, a dream. He had shrimp. a dream where you there was no unclean thing on the planet and just but, whatever. I mean, he had thirteen letters, and everybody's like, "Yes, six of them are bullshit." Oh, <laughs> keep them in the book. That's cool. But okay. the Bible. But, but if we look at the way ancient cultures felt about metaphor. They they didn't they didn't live in the concepts like we do now where because of science motherfuckers which you all rely on and use regularly we have concepts of literal provable truths mm-hmm. and concepts of metaphor we've clearly parsed these out through our culture and that's a good useful thing that we've done but now we have to go okay we have to define these ideas but in the ancient world whether it was literally true or not didn't matter. That was not the fucking point. They didn't care if it was literally true. If you go to an ancient person, you're like, there wasn't a literal flood. They're like, I don't even know what you mean. <laughs> like, yeah, no, they didn't even have a concept of other places. Provable <laughs> truths. Yeah. Like, they didn't have a concept of provable truths. It was, it was the experience that mattered. It, it was, was the experience the of the story. It the yeah, story. it was the story that mattered. It, <laughs> Whether it was true or not was irrelevant. And that's why the Bible, people are like, that's why they pick and choose which parts are metaphor and which parts are real. Because yeah. the Bible, the, the stories in the Bible were not composed of literal or metaphorical truths. It wasn't the issue. The issue was the message. <laughs> okay, so getting, what do you back, mean? Oh, getting back from the, the, the patch of blueberries we find ourselves in here real quick. Yes. Um, Karen deep Handel, <laughs> deep in the blueberries. Uh, I I want to uh, let everybody know that if you want to hear like an in depth thing about this, go listen to uh, Serious Inquiries Only. Thomas Smith did a recent episode where he talked about, hey, hey, Democrats, you need to not be so sad about the fact that we didn't win any of these special elections that happened because it was a a really good episode. Because I've I've seen a lot of people being very fatalist about this, where we didn't win any of the seats in these special elections, 
Oh, you might as well fucking fire. Uh, what the hell's her name? Uh, uh, shit. What's her name? Everybody. Uh, no, the Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi. Pelosi yeah, it's Pelosi. Yeah. Like Nancy Pelosi's good at her job. She's very fucking good oh, at her job. She's doing good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and how about the argument that we should just not be using women because mm. then the Republicans will be sexist? <laughs> Excuse <laughs> the fuck out of me. Uh, I just love how there was a lot of people on the right where they're like, Karen handles a woman, so therefore all of you libs should, you know, be voting for her. Oh, it's like, my God. Um, yeah, we should support Michelle Bachman. I mean, oh. hell yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter. If she's, a, she's an awful Holy woman. Holy shit. Who was, the, who was the lady that was, uh, I'm not a witch? <laughs> oh, shit. I don't remember. She was running in the Delaware. It was Delaware. I can't remember. She didn't win, shockingly. It was like 2012, and the fact that we had to have a candidate come on and say, I'm not a witch. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with this country? <laughs> Are you sure? Are you really sure? Do you float? So Fire. anyway, we, we bring this up uh, only because Fire. In, the, in the 2016 election, that seat in GA06 was won by a Republican. I can't remember the guy's name, uh, but it was won handily, like 23, 24%. You know, price. Over. yeah, the guy like running our uh, medical situation now. The guy who basically makes money off of it. Yeah, it's great. You can just totally like. Gross. Here's what the government is now. Just make a lot of money off your job. Wait, that's not what it was supposed to. Be, no, but that's what it's now. But we're talking like a 24 percent like lead over the closest runner that was going against him, the Democrat that was running against him. And in seven months or six months, whatever the fuck you want to say it is, when he was inaugurated January 20th. So we're about six months past that or five months past that, I should say. And we have somebody almost squeaking by with the win. And there's all these people saying like, oh, well, we don't do participation trophies anymore. You know, you don't get credit for not for not winning. It's like, guys, look, you managed to make a swing from it being 24 percent to like one and a half percent. <laughs> that's a huge deal that's a huge deal especially like that, in those a, are statistics where you can convince people to vote your way and win especially when that's a very heavily gerrymandered district you can ask Zach yeah, I'm sure he knows. <laughs> yeah they basically it's like currently like 16% African American and, and the Republican side's ignoring the fact that that's growing and that's not going to last forever and it was a very uh, woman led like group that got awesome as strong as it. Yeah, they threw a lot of money at it, but why not? I mean, they didn't throw any money in South Carolina or Montana and Kansas. There were four very Republican districts that had elections. Yeah, that's heavily, how they do it. And they, in H1, it ended up being more Democrat votes than before. H they just didn't win. And people noticed the win part, but you got to notice the fact that more people showed up. People are going to be more active. People are pissed. People are protesting every single day. So it's going to, it there needs to be that way. It's going to be, it's not a, you know, a one battle. It's going to last a while. And that, yeah, that is takes... awesome. There was an average uh, between all of the races that happened, an 18 percentage point swing. If that yeah. carries through into 2018, G goodbye GOP. I mean, seriously, get the fuck yeah. out. I mean, <laughs> women of color are going to save this country. I hope white so. women, white There's women. There's going to be another election in two years. Up. The lesson that is going to be. Know. 
<laughs> yeah, it's already started. Yeah, well, I mean, we I, know, I know more white women than the majority. Like, okay, I know white women in a majority <laughs> voted for Trump, but I know that there's more white women in this country that would didn't vote and did not vote for Trump combined that would beat those white women who voted for Trump. I know it. I vote and, for who my husband <laughs> says to vote for. Yeah, no. No, white women, <laughs> you've got to step up. But what women of color are going to save this country. But seriously, mm-hmm. the, the future is fucking female. Step the fuck up. You've got to do this. Every great revolution has started with women. When women finally get pissed off, that's when shit gets good. It's actually true. That's when shit actually <laughs> changes. Yeah, the pussy hat like, should have told you something. <laughs> women. Pissed. You are... Oh, that women's march was glorious and beautiful. It was everything we need to be. Get the fuck out there. Get the <laughs> fuck out there. White women, you are particularly responsible. All right. So, Zach. Particularly. Uh, one of our listeners wants to know what was it like living in a district where there was a $50 million political ad blitz like? I mean, what was oh, it? Oh, shit. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, nonstop. I think. You remember the national nightmare that was the presidential election. Imagine it going six months further. That's what happened in Georgia because the Republicans kind of, they kind of quit for the initial election, which was like two months ago. Like the runoff. But Ossoff didn't, you know, get the 50% he needed. So when Handel got, it was like, oh man, everything I looked on YouTube, it was like the ad before was going to be political ad. And it never (laughs) was really anything about Ossoff. It was like, oh, he's associated with and they'd show the people rioting on election day and in, in, uh, in DC <laughs> and like uh, Nancy Pelosi. Nothing to do with him because Ossoff was very in the middle. Like Ossoff was not. He was not taxes. the poster boy. Yeah, he was he not was. single payer. He he was trying to reach the Republicans who were like, oh yeah, you're right. This woman who's basically just she was in Planned Parenthood and was trying to get rid of abortion. Hmm, maybe we shouldn't, uh, you know, go for her. She's just making money off being a government employee. Yeah, we shouldn't give anybody a livable that wage. Was a, that was a good <laughs> attempt. Yeah, I know, the livable wage quote. But at least Republicans are being honest now. I don't know. <laughs> at least tell us what you believe, because they're in such power, they might as well. And hopefully that'll lead to a downfall. But it's, it's going to be tough because, I mean, you can listen to the Thomas Smith episode and go, yeah, we're improving. But if you don't have those results, then people yeah. are going to really be down because mm-hmm. you just yeah just follow the tweets from Trump and just like you got this unhinged crazy dude in presidency like how did we get here <laughs> like listening to uh I can't remember it was like just like all the jokes about him running for president like three years ago mm-hmm. but it happened and he won and that's be- <laughs> and that's because people didn't. Step the fuck up. The reality is, is the people yeah. who believe in change sit there and go, "Oh, it doesn't matter if I vote. Oh, it's <laughs> it's fine." Yeah, half oh. the country stayed at home. <laughs> and and they sit there and claim that third party votes are just as good as any other vote. And look, I get it. You want an ideal world where you get to vote <laughs> for the person who best represents your values. First of all, I don't feel like you're analyzing the candidates properly if you thought Jill Stein was a better representation of your values because she's completely ineffective. But 
if like the, the, these people sit there and they they don't care they 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 care in the day to day like they they mm-hmm. care about gay rights and they care about uh equality they care about women they care about people of color they they actively try to be a part of the solution in their day to day but when it comes to voting they they're bogged down by the numbers yep. they don't understand how the numbers translate to individuals <laughs> the reality is that they do they do translate they really to individuals. Do, yeah. And and it is a good system that still puts responsibility on the individuals to step the fuck up. The reason that these counties have been gerrymandered is based on voting history. Mm-hmm. Not, not what the people do in their day-to-day. That means that there are a lot more people out there who believe in these progressive ideals just because they're working, just because they make sense, because they're provable in a very basic sense. Like, we don't have Mm -hmm. to, like, we don't have to go deep to go gay is fine. Like, you really don't have to dig deep into ethics to get to gay is fine. And so these are people living their day-to-day, doing good things, being good people who just got lazy. Yeah. And that's a human thing. We get lazy all the time. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to be like, oh, fuck you for being lazy. But you know what? When you find out you're being lazy in a thing, you have, and when it matters to everyone else, you're yeah. allowed to be lazy on the dishes. All right. Everyone's no, like, mm-hmm. most, hell, most of the time, you're allowed to be lazy <laughs> on the dishes. When it affects more than you, it's, t- you have a duty to step up. And people have not properly been taught their duty. But I think that this has been a real dramatic it's been awakening. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It, so it how should, much, well, should be. So how our, much we'll see if it our, is. our very good friend of the program, Dan Ellis, uh, had this posted on his Facebook wall, and I think everybody needs to take heed of this. It says, mm-hmm. "Dear liberals and independents, in 2020, there will be a candidate competing against Donald Trump for president. It is very likely that this candidate one isn't your first choice, two isn't a hundred percent ideology. Ideology. Ah, it's a long word." ideologically pure and number three (laughs) has made mistakes in their life Four might not really excite you all that much five and has ideas that you are uncomfortable with and he says at the very bottom here please start the process of getting over that shit now instead of waiting (laughs) until 2020 (laughs) and i think that's where we have to be even for all of the bernie bros that are out there and I'm, i'm not talking about ideologically pure kind of people out there but his wife is currently facing charges of fucking, you know, corruption and stuff. Like, as mm-hmm. much as that we may love the guy and love the message that he has, he's just like all the other fucking politicians out there. He, as and much as... And you know what? If uh, you were in that situation, you would just be, be just as conflicted. Yeah. You think you're so morally pure. <laughs> you think that you could never be conflicted. You know what you believe. Yep. Step the fuck up and try and face it because you I'm, know what? I'm greedy as shit. <laughs> yeah. When you are faced with moral conflicts of gray areas, it gets mm-hmm. a lot fucking harder. Yeah, it does. Especially, yeah. Really, yeah. So anyway, man, I, I'm glad that I don't live in your neck of the woods, Zach, <laughs> because that would have been... <laughs> well, at least we know most of the Republicans usually went around here, but, you know, at least it was a squeaker. Yeah. I, I have to say, at least it was a squeaker. At least it was close. It wasn't a fucking blown out of the water kind of thing, because if I would have saw that Karen Handel won with, like, 20% of the lead, I'd be like, 
well, fuck, I guess we're not going to make any changes when it comes to be uh, 2018 in the midterms and stuff. But it was like a, like a 2% change. Like, I mean, a 2% like difference between the two. And it's like, that made me go, well, we're going places because that's a heavily that's, red district. That's dramatic. That's dramatic. So even places that are borderline right now, even if you were to take a, let's, let's say we're not going to take the 18% change that's happened in the country. Let's just make it like a 5% mm-hmm. change. We're, we're, that means that if there's a 5% change in a lot of the battleground places that we had, and fuck, if like the United States, the places where Trump won, if they would have had 5% swinging the other direction, mm-hmm. it would have been, it, it, Trump would have been blown the fuck out when it comes to electoral votes. But yeah. anyway, we're we're digressing. We're going to continue talking about this, and that's politics, man. That's what we do these days because <laughs> religion and politics are just fucking intertwined. So <laughs> there's no way to avoid it. So yeah, good job, John Ossoff. Good job running against that despicable fucking lady. <laughs> I'm just curious uh, about the president's revelation by way of Twitter that uh, he has no knowledge of any tapes, uh, didn't have any tapes, doesn't have any possession of any tapes. Um, what can you tell the American people about why he decided to sort of make the inference, at least at some point, that maybe there would be tapes? Uh, look, I think the president's uh, statement uh, via Twitter today is extremely clear. I don't have anything to add beyond the statement itself. Okay, it is the Trump roundup, and I thought about making it Trump roundup for week 21 and week 22, but fuck that noise. We're just going to do week 22 because there's so much, so fucking much that happened. Uh, let's start off with the first thing that happened this week. President Trump rescinded two Obama initiatives uh, intended to protect undocumented parents and family members of U.S. citizens and expand an original program that allows certain people who came to the U.S. illegally as children to stay and work for the country. Of so, course he did. Of course he did, because Obama because- did it. I don't like it. I don't right. like that darky guy. That yeah. was That's his entire... That's it. That's his entire platform. That's his MO. He wants to undo everything he can. That's why he ran. It's a a terrible way of legislating this entire country. He's like, the other guy did it. I'm again it. I don't want that shit anymore. Hey, there she is. Uh, Let's see. What else did he do? Oh, (laughs) here's a funny one. He appointed his son's wedding planner to work. Yeah, he did this. This is real. To work. She's a al- fucking event planner. To work for the fucking HUD, you know, housing and urban <laughs> development, like underneath Ben Carson. So oh, these clearly so much is going on there. No, hang on. The thing is, like, the funny, the really fucked up thing is, is like, he's now hired two people, which should not be a fucking headline, but it is with the Trump administration. And they both work in the same department. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She has no housing experience, and she's going to be overseeing billions in housing subsidies for New York City. Billions. (laughs) Yeah, let's just go ahead and give that to her, because she doesn't have that kind of degree or anything. And apparently they did. Sorry, I'm sorry. I don't have dramatic reactions to this anymore, because it's like a fucking course. Right. Uh, Let's see. (laughs) Apparently he called North Korea a brutal regime. Even though he, you know, propped him up a couple of months ago where he's like, oh, that Kim Jong-un knows what he's doing. He's one one smart cookie, if you remember that. <laughs> yeah, that was... I don't even think that, that was thing, a month ago. Yeah. That was like probably like three weeks ago. Fuck. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and he's uh, mainly he called them the brutal regime because of the warm beer family. I don't know if I'm pronouncing the name correctly there, but the they had a son who thought it would be a good idea to steal something from North Korea. 
not realizing oh that every second that you're there and you're not North Korea, well, even North Koreans are under constant surveillance. Yeah. Yes. And so he stole, tried to steal from the North Korean government. And when he finally got turned over back to America, he had all sorts of fucking health problems. Finally passed away. I'm sad that he died. You know, I'm not, I'm not right. trying to say that, you know, I, the good, the, the glad the fucker's dead or anything, but the, the, the kid died. Oh, I mean, that's terrible. Wait, it's sad. I, I mean, like a young, a young man died because he stole from North Korea. No, it was a, he, he got botulism from something. Yeah. Oh my God, that's horrible. Yeah. And so I have to listen to all the conspiracy nuts in my work saying, like, I bet North Korea, you know, they probably flew up higher in altitude than they should have, and they let him have hypoxia for too long. And it's like, no, guys, God, that's, that's not... very unlikely. It's very uh, unlikely. So I'm not going to shit on President Trump for offering condolences to that family because it sucks that he died. But the thing is, look, man, you're traveling to a brutal fucking country <laughs> where. He puts his own people into work camps because they're not doing enough kind of stuff or they're not praising him enough. It's it's not a place you exactly want to visit. It's not a place that you should be like, I think I'll go pick North Korea for my it next vacation. It is not stop. a tourist country. It is not. No. Don't. Just no. don't. Like even China has started to say, yeah, we're not going to fly anybody there anymore. <laughs> and so let's see. What else the fuck is the orange Cheeto been up to. Oh, he sent Jared Kushner to the Middle East for the Israel-Palestine peace talks. Oh, you know? yeah. That was embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let me send Good my Jewish him. son yeah. to Israel-Palestine to try to get peace talks going. That's, that's, that's not going to be, you know, biased at all. <laughs> uh, let's see. He received his lowest yet approval rating. I think he's it's like 70-30 or some ridiculous fucking amount now. <laughs> Yeah, it's Except in the low he, 30s. He loves to point to the fucking Rasmussen polls, even though I'm sure everybody has pointed out to him, at least the people on Twitter have, where it's like, uh, that's not a good number. Like, Rasmussen should not be a group that you take seriously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. He also admitted that he did not have any recordings right. of his conversations with the former FBI director, James mm -hmm. Cohen. Did he? Did he admit that? On a Fox News interview that is yep. airing, I think, in the morning. Or it, mm -hmm. yeah, it, it might have aired then, on Friday. But then, though, but then, though, there was the other side where he's like, no, I just said that because I, I said that because I wanted him to make sure he <gasps> told the truth. Right. Yeah. So no. we still are this tampering. Witness tampering. So yeah, no, there's no good way to take this. One, None you were witness tampering. That was, yeah, you you were trying to be intimidating. Two, you, you lied. do have tapes. <laughs> well, here's the thing. One, you um, lied. You have, one, you lied. One, uh, you lied. Two, you lied. We, yeah. What? You either <laughs> lied. You lied. You've lied either way at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's he's a fucking liar. And the, the interesting <gasps> thing to me is, yeah, we didn't know that going into this at all. We had, <laughs> oh, fuck, Utah Outcast has not been talking about Trump being a goddamn liar for at least the last 18 fucking months. I swear oh to Christ. Oh, my God. It's been going on for fucking ever now. How is this? <laughs> ah, I don't know how people so voted for this guy. But we live in a state full of people who believe, like, incredible lies. Like, oh, yeah. Incredible Wooden submarines. <laughs> He didn't have all those wives. No, he didn't do that at all. Anyway. <laughs> so the thing is, is like he he admitted that he didn't have these recordings and stuff. That's not to say that James Comey 
and the FBI don't have tapes of this stuff. Because <laughs> let's put it this way. If the guy managed to type out memos that nicely on the spot, do you think that maybe the FBI has been known to have recording devices on people quite often? You know, I'm gonna guess that no. I'm gonna. Okay, here's but the thing, thing is, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one step further. There, all calls usually called into the FBI are usually recorded. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, okay, yes, those are always recorded. So and that's there's at least sense. those recordings of Trump, you right. know, trying to pressure. Absolutely. So. <laughs> but but in person meetings, um, I I think that they're smarter than illegally <laughs> recording things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh or questionably legal right like mm-hmm. uh, the fbi is not stupid <laughs> at this point and um but i i do think that they are trained in accurate note taking which yeah. is actually a skill that you can learn you can actually learn how mm-hmm. to take really good detailed notes on the fly it's um it, most people don't learn it and it's because they actually don't need it day to day yeah but guys like uh, comey comey <laughs> would need it Let's yeah. see. He has come out and said that he just doesn't want to hire poor people for cabinet positions. Oh, God. Yeah, this is our president, guys. <laughs> he had a casual, quote, drop in with Ukrainian president and vice president Pence. <laughs> of course. That's what you do. That's just. Uh... Just roll in. Hey, what are you assholes up to? I can just imagine that in the White House. Be like, <laughs> so are you guys just jacking off in here or what? <laughs> Are you the boys that's been whacking off in my tool shed? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, let's see. He tweeted that China's efforts to, quote, help with North Korea were un- were appreciated, but unsatisfactory. So he's beating that drum again. <laughs> Pay attention mm-hmm. to Korea, not my investigations. <laughs> North Korea is not our big focus right now, guys. Mm. No, it shouldn't be. And you know, you know, you're in a fun spot when North Korea is going. This this is crazy. <laughs> what what interests me uh, a whole lot about this whole uh, Russia investigation, everything happened. We had something come out from the Washington Post just, I think, yesterday or the day before yesterday, the twenty third, when we were when we went, as we're recording this, mm-hmm. where there is actual collected evidence that Putin ordered you know, the attack on the U.S. election system, you know, that said, help mm-hmm. Trump. Like, we have evidence of this now. But they're not, they're not going to follow this at all. But uh, let me see. I was going to go look up Trump because he had some amazing tweets this week. Let me, uh, let me bring him up real quick because I'm just going to pad for time here real quick. And what happened yesterday when this came out, he said, just out the Obama administration knew far in advance of November 8th about election meddling by Russia, but he did nothing about it. Why? <laughs> you have the president <clears throat> of the United States gaslighting the entire fucking nation. He's been doing this mm-hmm. for a while, but this is one of the most egregious forms of it right here. Yeah, it absolutely. Yeah, it is. But even so, look at let's look at it. So. One president can't do a whole lot without congress yeah this congress was not exactly willing to help him with anything they they kept every judge off every judge what what was he supposed to do what was he supposed to do i'm confused was he supposed to charge a private citizen for perfectly legal things like talking to the russian government right 
There, That's so, legal for a private citizen. Right. There was not a lot. There was not a lot he could do against uh, against Trump or anybody in his campaign. They could have enacted sanctions or retaliated. Right, they did enact, but, but they right, did do they, that. Right. Not, they, not they did. quickly enough, though. That's the problem. Not, is not quickly enough. Saying. What? But if he had done that before the election, when they're saying he probably should have, that would have been the president of the United States picking injecting himself, yeah, into injecting the himself into an election, which is not supposed to happen. That's not supposed to happen. It wouldn't look good, and it could very well swing the election. And you know, you also had that uh, every poll showed that Hillary was was winning. winning. That, that Clinton was winning. Uh, every odds, all the odds were on her winning. She was winning. She was winning until Comey came out with the, oh, it's the open October again. surprise, yeah. Right. But the thing is, I still don't blame Comey for that as much because that was an internal memo that was mm-hmm. leaked by none other than Jason fucking Chaffetz. And yeah, fuck you, Chaffetz. Good thing we only have to deal with him for another oh, I don't know, like four or five days. So he's he's right. almost gone. So we don't have to worry about that anymore. But it's, well, it's not be... exactly like he's doing anything anyway. No, but he handed it down. To... Oh God, he handed it down to Trey Gowdy. Mm. What a fucking idiot. Anyway, so let's see what else did he say here on Twitter that I wanted to bring up. Uh, he says Democrats slam GOP health care proposal as Obamacare premiums and deductibles increase over by over 100 percent because you're not paying these subsidies to these companies that you were supposed to as the federal government. Right. Trump. Remember that executive order you signed a couple mm. months ago? Oh, here's another one. Uh, since the Obama administration was told way before the 2016 election that the Russians were meddling, why no action? Focus on them, not T, like the letter T. So he's trying to say focus on that happening in the Democrats and right. not Trump. That is a guy saying, hey, look over there. That is exactly what this message is right there. Right. It's like, it is. And it wasn't exactly way before the election. <laughs> no. It was during We had the election. intel was- that was before the election happened where we're like, Okay, there's there's rumors and murmurings of stuff like this going on. We don't have anything concrete, but there was there was eyes only evidence that came across like during Obama during like in the last couple of months of the election. Like mm-hmm. I like you you can't just come out with that shit because you can't let you can't tip your hand to let the other guys know that you know. It's just ugh. right. It's ridiculous. I mean, if it was President um Cheeto because mm-hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it that time. Sorry. Um, <laughs> if it was, yeah, it got, it got stuck. Uh, I'm just trying to think. Like, if we had evidence of France meddling in our election, trying to get a Democrat elected um, in 2020, and President Cheeto didn't take action, what would our reaction be? You know, uh, I don't know that it would be different. I'm having a really hard time imagining a scenario where we would be like, this is, yo, you should have done so much. Like, I just, I mean, even President Bush, I'm just like, yeah, okay. You know, I mean, like, there are a lot of things where I'm like, uh, no, you fucked up. 
<laughs> but there's a lot of other things where I'm like, I can kind of see the conflict for yeah. you here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and I wouldn't argue. I wouldn't argue that even even in this case. Yeah, maybe Obama kind of fucked this one up. <laughs> but he had a really shitty hand and some really shitty decisions was, to make. Yeah, there wasn't exactly a way he could have won this. So. Yeah, hindsight, hindsight it, it's a lot easier to see what he should have yeah, done. Right. But in the moment, if I was in his shoes, I don't know that I would have made any no, different I, decisions. Yeah, I probably no, would have, but it probably not drastically different. Like, well, if we're being is, honest. Yeah. For, for Obama, the, the main problem is that he wanted to be a centrist president he didn't want to be far left he didn't want to be far like far middle or anything like that he wanted to be just a normal president he did and that was to his detriment for a congress that said no to everything for him right but that's the thing is that our congress is demanding further and further right yeah they're they're demanding the the right is demanding that all of us go further and further right and, and and it's getting to a point where it's authoritarian. Yeah. They're demanding authoritarian and they're doing it in the name of freedom, which is becoming ridiculous. I had a I had somebody say to me the other day, why would anyone spend 30 years studying anything? Why would we <laughs> spend that money? I'm not even kidding. And I said, what? What? It's been like you're stupid, like, right? This, <laughs> this is a person. This is a person who. Um, Generally, generally, I think is has good intentions, but he has been sold on the idea that all spending that the status quo is good, that the status quo has worked, and he has been sold on the idea that spending money at all is somehow bad, and that the government has no business. First of all, he doesn't understand why anyone would spend the money to study anything for thirty years, and I'm like, um, pretty much everything could benefit from more than thirty years of study. Yeah, no shit. Um, <laughs> But he's he's come to the conclusion that the government shouldn't be studying anything because the government can't be trusted and <laughs> that the corporations can't. Oh, and, and 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 I can't even get to a point where I'm like, you don't understand how private institutions have far more drive to their benefit. Right. Where the government has institutionalized discord. So it's really hard to find one singular purpose that benefits them because they <laughs> they just by their nature they have internal discord, and that's a good thing. So, but yeah, he he just it, it's it's come to the point where the right is so far right that they've convinced people of authoritarianism in the form of corporate America. And I work for a corporation, and there are great corporations out there. There really are. I'm not anti-corporation. I'm pro balance. But that, that's the problem is that um, the right is demanding all of us go far more right. And without giving an inch, they're saying you're not centrist enough. And this is why Obama is seen as the extreme left. Obama with his. Oh, they've not <laughs> seen anything yet. They have not seen yeah. anything yet. I oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Here the, we come. The next Democratic president and Democratic Congress that we get in there at the same time. Boy, we're just going to be shoveling mm. shit in. We're just going to be like, uh, we're going to make sure that the uh, we're going to make it so that gerrymandering is out of thing. We're hopefully the Supreme Court does that. I mean, honestly, but yeah, it's oh, entirely possible with this them. next one. We're going to make single payer a thing. We're going to do this. We're going to make sure college student loans that we're going to get free college. We're going to do all this other shit. It's like it's going to be a 
the the right is going to be like, oh my god, they're taking over everything, and then everybody <laughs> is going to be like, oh, it's fucking terrible, and then they're going to be like, oh wait, this is actually really good for the country. <laughs> it is, it is, and thank your historical institutions, your feminists, your civil rights movement. Thank them for Thank establishing us. these laws. Thank us for fucking fighting for this shit for like the last three years. Absolutely. <laughs> God Absolutely. damn it. <laughs> but I'm saying that we're we're basing our success and on the evidence oh, of yeah. the yeah. benefit of yeah. diversity, on the benefit of women's rights. Are you shitting me? This stuff fucking works. This isn't a this isn't like, oh, we feel like it would be a good idea. No, we have evidence that the mm-hmm. more diversity we have, the better equality that we have works. And balancing freedom with obligation. Oh, fuck off with, uh, it's my individual freedom. I don't have to pay for anyone else's health care. First of all, fuck you. That's how insurance works. (laughs) That's how insurance works. Second of all, yeah, my freedoms. But you don't understand the concept of freedom. Now, we're not saying any, the the concept of freedom should be that no one institution has complete control. The government shouldn't have complete control. But neither should the fucking private sector. Holy fucking shit. It's a really simple concept, but this this concept fucking works. And that's what we're fighting for is radical freedom, yep. a, a freedom that humanity has not actually seen implemented since we were cave people migrating in families, can just you, family. Can you imagine the powerhouse that this country would become once again if we actually gave a fuck about education and people's health? You know, could. The, the space program wouldn't have shit on us if we gave a shit about that kind of stuff. We, oh my God. Do you imagine the private sector and the public sector competing because everyone has access to education and it's just a, it's an arms race of friendly competition between the two. Oh my God. It would be, it I, would be amazing. I was just like, it to would be, be able, amazing. I want to be able to just go back to college and finish my four year without spending 60 <laughs> fucking grand to do so. <laughs> well, that'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. So goddamn it, Trump! This has been week twenty-two, and you've continued to fuck things up for almost six months in a row. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, as as my as the commander in chief, you can just go fuck yourself. At least that's Let's about the last thing. Let's burn it to the ground. Let's burn this old legacy to the ground, metaphorically speaking, with our votes. <laughs> Let's get out there. And use the systems that have been put in place for us. God damn it. You're you people inv- get out. You're about to invoke that second amendment thing that he said about Hillary during the speech where he's like, oh, I don't know if there's something you could do about that second amendment people. Like, wait, really? God well, damn. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> notice how, notice how quiet they were when somebody shot up a baseball practice. Mm-hmm. Or how about the, <laughs> the Philando Castile thing where, you know, a legal yeah. gun owner was shot to death by police officers. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> clearly, clearly trying to com- communicate that he was not reaching for the gun, but he was following directions. Mm-hmm. Don't reach for it. No, nope, he not. had it coming. Don't reach for it. He had I'm it not coming. Reaching for it. He had himself to no. play. <laughs> no, sorry. I- I've heard arguments on that side, and it makes me goddamn mm-hmm. sick. So, yeah, Trump Roundup Week yeah. Twenty Two. Uh, thankfully, mm-hmm. we're. We're probably closer to the end than, than the beginning, so <laughs> let's keep up hope. All right, so that does it for this week's current events. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the second episode coming out this Wednesday. Before I wrap up this thing altogether, I have to give the biggest thanks to all the amazing patrons who help us out each month. Uh, we do have a new few patrons to give love to, and they are Cilia Gray, Michael Stevens, Stephen Andrus, and Rosabelle Howden. 
Uh, thanks for the patronage. And we wouldn't be the show we are today without giving cheers to all of our sustaining patrons. That's Angelica Pearson, Marissa Alexa McCool, the Godless Revolution podcast, Luis Cruz, Jeff Linville, Mike Bowman, Darcy Bowman, and Jeff Peterson. Uh, we have switched from a per episode basis on Patreon to monthly. So if you wish to support the work that we do each month, and I've seen a lot of people ramping up their donations, that's fucking awesome. Uh, it's never been more affordable. Make sure you go to patreon.com slash Utah Outcasts. Donate it what you feel like. So uh, we do want to say that money isn't the only way to get our attention. So if you don't have any funds to share, a quick review or subscribe on whatever you catch us on helps us out a ton. We'll make sure to give you guys your due praise. Uh, also, don't forget to join the new Facebook group discussion that we have out there. It's just a uh, just a you know search on Facebook Utah Outcasts uh, group uh, discussion group, and you should be able to find it. Anyway. Uh, it's a hoot out, out there. So, all right, that does it. We'll be back again in about 48 hours with a brand new episode for you guys to love. But until then, you're welcome. Bonne Good night, everybody.
Passwords for like everything that I have online, like very fucking blasphemous. Because <laughs> I want somebody that's a true believer hacker to like find my passwords, and they're gonna be like, "I can't type that." <laughs> At least that's what I think in my own brain. Probably not. Probably doesn't work that way, but it's still funny to think about. Like, <laughs> like this person's invoking the name of the dark one, <laughs> not Voldemort, but like <laughs> Satan. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. 